freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airline Studio. On Seattle Sports. Oh, we're going to do you on the internet. Doesn't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! Hello! A lot of good response there from Matt Johnson. It's been a while, but yeah. Wow. wow. You gotta have stretch in more often. That was great. Why you don't do this more regularly is beyond me. Thanks for doing that. That was awesome. The segment couldn't be any more stupid. It's embarrassing. How could he be so funny and a cat guy? Brock stopped giggling. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of giggles. I got a little headache. New guy sucks. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just some of the some of the responses we got to uh, a good twenty minutes of answer the question jerk with Matt Johnson. All right, uh, fun, and it was even more fun actually after the uh, segment was over. Right now, let's go around the NFL. There's a lot of stories we want to hit on today. This one isn't in our list, Brock, but I just want to throw it out there. Can we mentioned it earlier? But how cool is it that Demar Hamlin is practicing? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And the, the real question is going to be the contact element of that and how comfortable he is with that. How hard do you think that would be for you? Like to take contact? Yeah, I mean, if indeed that was the reason for it, right? And I think there's, I don't know if that's been definitive. I don't know if you can ever really know. Well, I think they they, they believe very they believe, strongly. They believe I mean, very strongly. I mean, I, I, I don't I mean that's a one in a, a gazillion, right? When, when does that... And have we ever seen that happen again? Right. So I think you feel like, okay, if I've overcome that in that one time that that happened, I'm good to go. Let's go. So I, I, I most of those guys, the way they're wired, Salt, to get to that point, to get yeah. to that level, I didn't play with many defensive players in the NFL that turned it down. How, did you, how was it for you after the spleen, was it the spleen or whatever, the kidney? Yeah, not – I mean, I – Fundamentally, I did some bad things when I got, you know, battered and hammered. But I would say I never, yeah, that was never a problem. My body breaking down was a problem, but it was never a problem like, ooh, I don't want to get hit. Ooh, I, I got to protect my, ooh. Because once you do that, you're just done. Right. You just, you got no chance. So I no, mean, yeah, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't think that that will be as crazy as that sounds. Just from my life experience, being around guys wired the way. You've got to be wired to yeah. hit. And, and by the way, the thousands of hours you've done that in your life to get to that point, you don't turn it down. Those guys typically are. How, how good a player was DeMar Hamlin? I mean, was he a good player? I, I mean, yeah. I, I say that in all honesty. I just don't know. I don't really. I didn't know the name before that moment. Kind of a fringe safety, right? Like Pete has said before, there's a lot of safeties right. out there. But he was, was a he, was he a starter for the Bills? They had injuries and he ended okay. up starting. Yep. Yeah, he so was, he was at the he time was a he He was starting Correct. that game because he was Micah Hyde, okay. I think, yeah, yeah, was the yeah. safety that got hurt. Okay. And yeah, so backup safety. Pretty, pretty stinking cool if he comes all the way back. All right, you want to hear um, Ben Roethlisberger being interesting? Here's a Ben Roethlisberger admitting to Kenny Pickett, the new quarterback of the uh, of the Steelers, that he was rooting against him at first. Yeah, I mean, I'll be I'll be completely honest. Like, and I'll be I'll be super transparent here, and I'm I'm going to get blasted. I probably shouldn't say this, but I mean, who cares <laughs> at this point? Um, I wouldn't say that I, I wanted Kenny to necessarily fail, but like you know, when someone comes to replace you, you're like, you know, I feel I still feel like I had it. Like, my hope he doesn't come like ball out because then it's like Ben who, right? <laughs> right. But honestly, I think as this, as like as you started playing, and and like I, I I found myself rooting more and more for you. 
I don't think he's going to get blasted for that. Do you? I, I I would hope not. I think he's being transparent and honest with how probably most of us are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was done playing and Tui took over the next year, did I hope Tui led him to the Rose Bowl national title? Oh, that was hard watching some of those Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy to do. Someone else doing your job. And, and for Ben, I mean, to do it for how many years? Like 18 years? Whatever it was in Pittsburgh? No, I think that's being transparent and vulnerable. Yeah, I, I don't have any issues with that at all. I don't blame him. And it's not like he's saying, I don't like you. In fact, quite the opposite. He's saying, like, yeah, then I watched. It's like, oh, this guy's a good kid, good player. Of course, I'm rooting for you. No, I, I don't like Ben Roethlisberger, but I have a very hard time mm-hmm. having any disagreement with that kind of line of thinking. So. Yep. Can't okay. think of a worse podcast to listen to, to be honest with you. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, you want to listen to Ben Roethlisberger and Kenny Pickett? Like, who went they, through that and pulled the okay, sound? Okay, Bengal guy. I didn't know, and they tried a new, a new beer, like, every five minutes or Ugh. so. And they were like, this one is a, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. That's back-to-back days, Justin, where you've not been real nice. I don't like okay. Ben Roethlisberger. That's my problem. <laughs> right. I don't it's think that's dangerous. anybody's problem. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't really deserve to be liked. Uh, All right, let's uh, do another story here. Aaron Rodgers, Brock, already hurt in New York. He's got a little calf issue, or so he says. I just tweaked my calf in the uh, little pre-practice conditioning, so I decided to take a take a vet day. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's too too serious. What are your thoughts on doing some of those things like with the medicine while I'm pulling weights and things like that? Yeah, I haven't done it before. I haven't done it in 18 years, so. But obviously, there's some science behind it. So, what exactly were you doing when you tweaked it? Which was those? I don't know. Just running, I guess. <laughs> God, I hate Aaron Rodgers. First of all, <laughs> now he's interested in science, which I find to be very interesting. But beyond any of that, oh, interesting. <laughs> do you really... think Aaron Rodgers is more concerned, Brock, with winning or with showing that he can do whatever he wants? Ooh, I think he knows if he wins in that market and is legit, it's he's already a Hall of Famer. He's already one of the greatest to ever play. What do you think is most important to him right now? Winning or showing that he can do whatever he wants? Hey, I just took a veteran day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, call me. I'm not going to call you. Yeah, you got to FaceTime me. You can't I think call winning, me. I think winning is still going to be the most important. How he handles that New York media this year is going to be fascinating. I mean, the the, the, the amount of headbutting that is going to exist and happen with the amount of control he wants to have. Right. And you know how those, you know how that market works. Oh, yeah. They Ooh. believe they're in control. Uh-huh. Ah, it's going to be good. Have you ever heard anybody say, I took a veteran day? Have you ever heard that sure. publicly? Uh, publicly. Yeah. No, you have not. Uh, You've never heard that publicly. There's no way. Marshawn at the end? Bennett at the ends? No? Mm, I don't think I've ever heard anything <laughs> like that. All right. Uh, all right. Here's DeAndre Hopkins, who is on the Brandon Marshall I Am Athlete podcast, mm. talking a little bit about what it's like to be in, uh, you know, Arizona. What I want is stable management upstairs. I think that's something that I haven't really had, uh, you know, past couple of years of my career coming from Houston to being in Arizona. Uh, you know, so I've been through three to four GMs in my career. Mm-hmm. So a stable management, a QB who loves the game, uh, a QB who brings Jeez. everybody on board with him, which is not just himself, but, uh, you know, people around him. Uh, you know, I don't need a great QB. I've done it with, with subpar QBs, you know, just a QB who loves the game like I do. 
He's just laying waste to everybody. <laughs> so when he says stable management, do you think he means management that's in place for a long time or management that's like mentally stable? Mentally stable. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I thought. No. Now I know that's sort of what that whole podcast is about. So He just laid waste to Kyler Murray. Yeah. Who was that worst for? Kyler Murray. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, Kelvin Beecham, his offense tackle, did the same this offseason and the whole clause in his contract. Almost and, like exactly what you told us years ago about Kyler Murray. Yeah. That got you got ripped destroyed for. Well, it goes back to the management, right? Because they extended Kyler Murray with all, some of this stuff already ha- out there about so him not being a great teammate. So ridiculous. Just ridiculous. You got to love it on Wednesday, man. You got to love it on Monday. You got to love it on Wednesday. You got to love it during the practice week. The greats do. That's what I said. And uh, got blasted for it. Got called a lot of names for it. Had people in that in, in that administration call my bosses at Fox for that. And yeah, a couple years later. I don't chickens to tend much. to come home to roost, right? I mean, like yes. you, you're getting, being vindicated on that right now. And, you know, Bidwell's going to be in trouble. I mean, like, I'm curious to see still what ends up happening with the accusations against him from Sean McDonough's brother and where yeah, all that goes. True. So that true. that's not exactly forgotten about. Uh, we got no. some other stories. That's all we got time for now. Maybe we'll try to hit on a few more of them later. Thank you. It's a quick trip around the NFL, and there is uh, some fun stuff and some fun stories out there. We'll come back, give you everything you need to know. It is Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710salesports.com. need to know 15 minutes past every hour with brock and salk here's what you need to know up first well, it was a nice win for the mariners yesterday they kind of did all of their work in a very short amount of time they're like one of those people who comes into work in the morning you know hangs out talks to friends goes on the internet gets everything done in one quick scramble in 10 minutes and then goes out and takes a two-hour lunch but uh during those few minutes they hit the two home runs they needed to win them the game and it all started with our guy jp crawford who's having himself a year the 1-0 pitch swing and a well-hit ball deep to right field laureano's not gonna get this one goodbye baseball jp crawford has just tied the ball game at two to two his second home run of the season yeah, that tied up the game. Marco was ineffective in the first and then really good after that. Ends up going six innings, thrown two-run ball. In what seemed like a very important start for his future in this rotation, Scott Service, happy afterwards. He's had a couple outings where it's gone sideways early, you know, and the earned runs pile up. And, you know, we're still relatively early in the season when you look at, you know, starting pitchers, ERAs, and things like that. But uh, one thing I've always said about Marco, he is very competitive. He finds a way. And tonight I thought, you know, we knew the changeup was going to be big. I had some really good curveballs tonight and do some, you know, big double play in the one inning from Aguilar. Got to keep his pitch count in check to get into the sixth inning. Um, Again, going into the game, uh, you don't know, quite frankly, um, you know, how it's going to go. They've got some young guys that are going to be aggressive up there. But, you know, he took advantage of that with a good changeup and uh, awesome outing. You know, quality start. Anytime you get a quality start in this league, got to be happy about it. You gave us a chance to win, and, and we took care of it. Well, they've had a lot of them, Scott. You've had a lot of them. 26 now of their 48 games, they've had a quality start. Crazy. Over 50% of their games. They're tied with Toronto for the best now in all of baseball, and Bryce will look for, what, his fifth? In his fifth outing today, his fifth timeout, Bryce Miller going to get that start today. But 24 and 24, 26 of 48 now quality starts. I'll tell you the other number that resonates, too. 24 wins, 13 of them. They've been comeback wins. Hmm. 
A lot of that's because the offense has struggled and they've fallen behind and they haven't been massive comebacks. Last night was just a 2-0 game, but 13 now times out of 24 in their win column Good. have been of the comeback variety, and that, I think, is a positive Yeah, sign. the only uh, downside yesterday, Ty France hit on the wrist, had to come out. This is what we knew after the game. Uh, initial reports on Ty are it is not fractured. Um, obviously, it's a contusion uh, right there in the left wrist where he got smoked uh, by the fastball. Uh, from May, and um, you know, uh, he's going to be sore. We'll have to wait and see really day to day. Probably wouldn't expect him to be able to go tomorrow, maybe the next day. We'll just have to wait and see. You want Eric Hosmer? You want to bring up Mike Ford? What would you do if you had a little DL stint? Hmm. I think I'd play Cobby uh, over there first. Who would you play second? I hear uh, Colton Wong tried to show a little bit like last night. Tried to show if he's know, got I'm anything sorry. left in I'm the I'm happy tank. to give him a night like last night. I don't know. I'm giving him a week or so if Ty France is not able to go. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, we found out yesterday why Tariq Woolen wasn't around. He had uh, surgery, arthroscopic knee surgery, uh, an injury that he suffered while he was walking out to the practice field. Uh, Daryl Taylor, another guy, veteran, interesting spot where he did not uh, show up on Monday. Will he be there today or tomorrow? I don't know. I'll be out there tomorrow, and I'll certainly be looking for it. Brady Henderson joining us yesterday. Yeah, well, so he's not in a contract year. Like he's, he's not going to be an unrestricted guy next year but just because of the, the fact that he spent uh, his first season, I think, on NFI with the college injury. So oh, okay. the way that works is his contract now, his contract told. So he's actually going to be a restricted free agent uh, after this season, I believe. And so not, not quite a contract year, but... Yeah, I, I was surprised not to see him there. He's got a very good reason to be there when you think about the fact that they drafted, you know, for the second year in a row, they drafted a guy in the second round to compete with him, if not ultimately replace him. And uh, Yeah, he does. He's got a lot of reasons to be there. This is year number four. This is go time. He has shown flashes in both of the last couple years. He's got uh, the capability to be a double-digit sack guy and, if he wants that big money and if he wants that lucrative second contract, he's got to go out there and get it done. So, yeah, there'll be an interesting little roll call between him and Mario Edwards was not there to the, with the media on Monday as well. And I'll be anxious, Salt, when you're out there watching. Do we see a little bit more from Devin and Jackson Smith and Jigba? They did a little bit more than they did in rookie camp, but a little bit more would now be, hey, let's see some 7-on-7. Seven seven. Let's see you do some 11-on-11. 11 11. Let's see, you know, is they are patiently kind of growing them this offseason and building into that mandatory minicamp that ends the offseason. I hope we see more and more reps for those two. Here's the third thing you need to know. Dave Haxall joining uh, Bump and Stacy yesterday, head coach, of course, of the Seattle Kraken. How would you feel if you were a young player, third overall pick last year, and you heard your coach say this about your future? For next year, that's going to have to be determined as he comes to camp. So, you know, the most important part for him is going to be how he's able to put together his summer, have a great hard-working summer, getting himself prepared, growing as an athlete. Coming out of the Ontario Hockey League, I think, you know, he went in and had a great impact, yet probably everybody had, you know, a whole for a little longer playoff run for him and his team. That would have been valuable. He's in Coachella Valley now. That's a real successful team. He's around a lot of really good veteran players down there. He's challenged every day for a lineup spot and to improve what he's doing. So you're going to see continued growth through his experiences down there. Is it work ethic? Is it conditioning? Is it skill development? 
I mean, he was a cocky guy, right? He was the one that was pretty ticked off of, mm-hmm. of going number three and not being the number one overall pick in the draft. I think he esteems himself with the Connor McDavid's and, and the in the McCars and the great young players in this league. This organization has not yet. No, I mean he he is. <laughs> He has not gained that opportunity. In fact, even some younger guys have gotten ample more opportunity ahead of him, Veneers and company. So, well, yeah, and if, Cartier if I, is the one that I think kind of correct. jumps out. Like in that moment, they chose to go with Cartier. Right. I think that's got to be a bit of a wake-up call. In addition to both your head coach and your GM mentioning hard work when asked about your future, I would say I got a pretty good sense of what's in store for you. That's everything you need to know. We do that quarter past every hour. Is he a talented? Is he a talk show? Is he a talented guy? Yes. He is super talented. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't get to be, you know, the top three, three pick, pick without it. And for a long time, he was supposed to be the number one pick in that draft. I mean, mm-hmm. like, no, he's he's very talented. Big, physical, talented. He's got it all, but, you know, I can't help but think there's a work thing based on the fact that they keep mentioning. Now, look. Wasn't he granted exceptional status? Uh, say, say that again. Wasn't he granted exceptional status? What, do what does mean? that mean? Usually the players that are... Never mind. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I just, I just Google it. It's granted to a player's qualities not only on the ice, but as a person deemed the player deserving of a more rare privilege of participating in the Canadian Hockey League at a young age. Yeah, mm. I think he was at his younger age. Got it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's incredibly talented. Thanks, and for a Justin. long time, they were like rumored to, you know, he was, it was, you know, whatever their, like the suck for luck thing. They had mm-hmm. that for Shane Wright. Until eventually he, you know, sort of didn't quite play up to that, and he ended up going number three hmm. to the Kraken. So, yeah, I, I mean, he's talented, but when your GM and your head coach both say hard work, yep. I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know how else you you take it other yep. other than that way. All right, uh, I think there was some surprise last night uh, at the lineup that Scott Service rolled out there. Some of it makes sense to me. Some of it, I'm not sure I fully understand. We'll dig into it together next. Brock and Salk, Sales Sports on seven ten, SalesSports.com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, we'll do a little uh, ranking, kind of a different ranking, coming up in 15 minutes here, as we do every day on Brock and Salk. This hour, of course, brought to you by 3010 Weight Loss for Life. Colton Wong back in the lineup uh, for the first time since it seemed like Jose Caballero had really taken his job uh, last week, and uh, it was against a right-hander. So, you know, I, some of that made sense, right? I mean, you're not going to put him in there against a lefty. Gas. Certainly a righty who's Jeez, throwing gas. Cole Medina. Yep. But, yep. you know, a righty nonetheless, and, and that it seemed like that is something that Caballero looked like he was going to sort of take over and sort of be the guy against right-handed pitching. And uh, there was Colton Wong. Kind of surprised, I think, mm-hmm. a lot of people like who, who just thought that was going to be the end and we'd never see him again. I wasn't that surprised to see him. I was a little surprised that when we did see him, you didn't end up seeing Caballero somewhere else in the infield to give one of those other guys, either Crawford or in this case, I thought maybe Suarez a day off. That that kind of surprised me a little bit. Like, okay, if don't play him. By all means, you got to get Colton Wong in the game. I'm totally fine with that. He needs to play on occasion, and you got to figure out still what you've got, and I'll dig into a little more of the reasoning why in a minute. But a little surprised that that wasn't mm-hmm. an opportunity to get one of those other guys off their feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised. Has Suarez played every single game? Has he missed a game? The, he, yes, he oh, has he, come out. I think out. he DH'd. Yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, he. but 
by and large, he is, and he's been awesome. Continues to be just awesome at uh, at third base yes. over there. And yeah, and I remember the plan going into the season, and you know, plans change when you get hit in the face. And their offense has been hit in the face this year, and and some of the plans have had to change. Kelnick is playing, and he has earned it to play against anybody and everybody, and he's been your best offensive player. Mm-hmm. And the thought was give JP some some days off and some time off, and unfortunately, that's not really happened either. No, so I thought yeah. I thought last night might have been an opportunity to do some of that with one of those guys in any event maybe there's a good reason why that didn't happen i i anytime something funky like that happens i always there's assume something probably behind this right there's probably something that we don't know about maybe caballero's feeling something maybe he yeah. tweaked a hamster i mean like so mm-hmm. that's not a criticism it just sort of surprised me that it man didn't home go run trots way. on back-to-back games right i mean you never know exactly. Tariq gets hurt walking on the practice field he's got around the bases on yeah. home run trot very could have ch- pulled that hammy very very challenging yep. But you had to get you had to get Colton Wong in there because you don't look. I think you're going to DFA him, and I think that if that's the case, you want to do it with a clear conscience. You want to find out whether there's any chance he, you know, after a few days off, whether that sparked something. It did not. He, you know, went zero for two again or zero for three again, and and he did make his one sort of nice play in the field, which I'll give him credit for because that's been a problem so far this year. Mm-hmm. But you know, he didn't do anything spectacular, and obviously he didn't get a hit yesterday, which wasn't great either. Um, and maybe you're just trying to prove to the league that you're not, you know, desperate to get rid of him. That wouldn't surprise me at all either, right? I just, I just, I, it really stood out to me. We kind of had this argument yesterday with uh, with Jeff, and I wonder where you're at on it, Brock, and the rest of you. Uh, Jeff Passon said that you know when when Dylan Moore comes back, he would send Haggerty down, mm-hmm. and I just don't think I could do that. I, I, I think I would have to at that point. And I, and by the way, I know Haggerty has not had a good year. He hasn't done anything really to make it worth keeping him up at the big league level. But if you think about roster construction and who you're going to use when. I mean, which would you rather have off your bench? Colton Wong, who's not particularly fast anymore and is having all kinds of defensive issues and can only play second base? Or Sam Haggerty, who's a good base runner, can steal a bag, can play any position on the field? That that seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I guess some of that is how do you decipher if this is fool's gold with Caballero or if this is real? You know, like what? What are that was one of the questions I was going to have for Jeff yesterday, and unfortunately, I totally derailed the segment. Yeah, you did. That was yeah, on I you. did. That was totally on me. That's really but how do you, you know, continue to evaluate? Because right now, this looks like just gold. Right. Right now, it looks like he's absolutely earned it and taken it, and there's not been a moment too big. There's nothing. He's doing everything. He runs the bases. This being a Caballero, unbelievably well. Plays the field excellent. He's got pop and power. He knows how to manage that pitch clock. He's been an irritant Does it to matter? just about every opponent. Does it matter? Does it matter determining if it's sustainable? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you traded for Colton Wong, and you're paying him good money. So, yeah, you can DFA him, but then you're just eating, right? You're going to eat. You're going to eat 10 million. Mo- huh? Yeah, you'll eat the 10 mil. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd rather, I think you'd rather try to get as much out of that and – the last time I looked, Haggerty's hitting a buck fifteen. Yeah, I mean he's not hitting as. But this guy's hitting a buck seventy. I mean, like it's not like he's hit any better. Well, and... but the last month his hitting has been better. The it's last better. month, yes, the last month he's been closer to the. What if he's not guy. happy? It's a lot of dough, man. What that's if he's a, not that's happy? A lot, that's a lot of millions. What if he don't want a beer? And I don't know that that's the case. 
I'm using logic to tell me that it very well might be, but that's not a report. That's not me getting, that's not even me getting inside information or anything Mm -hmm. like that. I promise. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of my thought process watching him play. He looks unhappy. He looks like he doesn't like it here. He looks like, you know, and I. Does he look like Winker did a year ago? Yes. It's getting kind of getting to that point. He looks like Winker did by the end of last year. And. For whatever reason, that that pop up that he misplayed in Boston mm-hmm. was the moment for me. It was like it, it, it didn't just look like he was having issues; it looked like he didn't want to be on this team. And so I try to put myself in his shoes because that's not necessarily you know a, a, a nasty thing to say about someone. All right, how would I feel if I were Colton Wong? I didn't sign with the Mariners a couple of years ago when I had an opportunity to do so. I signed with Milwaukee. They picked up my option, which I didn't want them to do because I wanted to be a free agent. And then they traded me to the Mariners, a team I had chosen not to go to just two years earlier. Mm -hmm. I'm in the last year of my contract. I want to show that I can hit. And instead of hitting in Milwaukee, one of the best hitters parks in baseball, I'm hitting in Seattle. 30th out of 30 in terms of hitters parks in baseball. Do I want to do that? No. And then I get off to an awful start. I'm not hitting. My defense suffers. I'm not happy. Why in the world do I want to be with this team? I want to go show the world that I can hit still. And it's not happening for me right now. So I don't know whether Colton Wong is happy or not. But if I were in his shoes, I would be unhappy. I don't know how I would handle that. But I think that I would be unhappy if I were him just based on all of those factors kind of coming around. Mm-hmm. Maybe none of that's true. Maybe he loves it here. Maybe he loves the food. Maybe he loves the people. Maybe he's fallen in love with Scott Service and his way of doing things. All those things are possible, too. Just trying to put myself in his shoes, and yep. based on what I know, I'd be unhappy. And if it were me, Brock, and I were in Jerry Depoto's shoes for those reasons, I would say, you know what? If it doesn't work, I'll roll the dice with Caballero, Haggerty, and Dylan Moore the rest of the way because I just I don't I, I don't think that I can keep Wait, I, that around. I have a question here: Are you, Is this based on body language? Kind of like I guess what is the? I don't I don't have a I don't have a good answer feel. for you it, other okay. than gut feeling and logic. Okay, and it's just how I would feel if I were in his situation. A little projecting, maybe. I a hundred percent. This is not. Yep. There's nothing yeah. scientific here. I get it. Do you? Yeah. Do, does anyone else get some of that same oh, sense? I felt the same way about Winker last year, so no. <laughs> like I, I mean, I, I get you. that sense, but there's a big part of me that also realizes this guy's a pro. Yep. And like, hey, you know what? You got to suck it up, Buttercup, because this is pro sports. This is big time sports. This is, you know, that story that you that he shared with you and I about when he was picked off as a young player yep. in the World Series and the impact and that effect it had on him. And knowing how brutal this business is. You know, when that answer to the question, uh, question, your question came about an hour ago, like, hey, which sport do you, you know, if you, your kid could be a professional athlete? Mm-hmm. I mean, baseball looks very glamorous on the outside. Baseball looks like, man, these guys make so much guaranteed dough. That is the tip of the iceberg. Underneath it are the thousands and thousands that never make it. Underneath it have been minor leaguers over the last few decades that haven't worked anywhere near minimum wage. Underneath it is just the the brutality of doing and trying that task of trying to hit a baseball and being judged for it on a nightly nightly basis. So he he cut his teeth in a professional organization, right in St. Louis, and yep. he's been up in Milwaukee, and he knows he's getting paid an awful lot of guaranteed money. So I, I I'm I'm sorry I don't have a ton of like compassion and empathy. I didn't to say, say I had compassion or empathy. I'm just telling you how I would feel if I were in a situation. Okay, and if he wants out, and, and if he were to feel that way, then I. You know, you would say as an organization, then retire. Then, then you know, we're gonna. You're not gonna get paid your five, six, seven, eight million why remaining. Why would he dollars. retire? He still wants to play. He just okay, wants to play. He 
Yeah. Then go, then go play this oh, I'd year. like to go play somewhere where I feel like my skills are valued and where I can, you know, yeah. go out and, and have enough success to get paid next year. Release yeah. me. Yeah. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd have a hard time with that. I'd have a hard, yeah. I, I just. And I don't man, know that he's saying that. Correct. That's how I would feel if I were him. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of projection. Joe Fan, I think, had a similar kind of sense on, on social media, yeah. just kind of reading the tea leaves and looking at it and evaluating it and knowing Gosh, with that kind of commitment that they gave him financially and how much they have wanted him, and I even asked Jerry DePoto about that last week, mm-hmm. You know, does it make it harder? Is it harder on you personally when you but, wanted this guy a few years ago? And what did he say? Nope, this yeah, is but, not personal. But let's also remember that they're coming off of last year where they might have tanked the value of Jesse Winker by the public comments and, and sort of what got out there about him. So they're not about to make that mistake again, right? I mean, like they're going to be very clear about, yep. no, no, we love him. Uh, Colton's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, this is, we don't. We don't, we don't need to right. move on at all, right? I mean, well, I think this is just a flat out situation to cut to it. And, you know, this is what we love about the other team in town. And I think what we've loved about these Mariners here, certainly recently, is if you go take that job and you go earn it and you can go get it, you're, you're going to be Good. given the opportunity. So then, so and, then, and Caballero has taken that job. He was not gifted or handed anything. I don't think anybody's got any doubt there. The question is, what do you do when Dylan Moore comes back? Who have you spent some money on? And for me, like, I'm sorry. Like, I think Haggerty can help this team right now more than Colton Wong can. And it's mm-hmm. not April anymore. And by the time this happens, it's going to be basically June. Sorry, man. Like, if I got to go acquire another second baseman down the road, Brock, because Caballero mm-hmm. was fool's gold, so yeah. be it. I'll go deal with that later. Yeah. Right now, I need help winning games, and I think yeah, Sam sure, Haggerty can do just, more of that than Colton yeah, Wong. I just wish Haggerty could hit his weight. I just wish he could function. I just wish after last year where he did earn opportunity after opportunity. And yeah, and he can do more, but, and he but, runs the bases better, Dylan and he steals Moore bases. and Caballero and back in the, in the lineup? Right. You don't need him to do that much. You need him to be the last guy, the 26th man on the team. Yeah. And for me, that involves pinch running and all yeah. the defensive replacement yeah. stuff that Playing he's really good yeah. at. That's true. So I got to tell you, that yeah. to me would actually be a somewhat easy choice. Hey, before we do some ranking, this uh, Justin found this yesterday. I thought, this was this on social media? Is that where they did this? Yeah, it's just on Twitter. So this is kind of fun. Just uh, some fun Mariner stuff since that was sort of a serious Mariner conversation. Mm. Uh, they asked a bunch of the guys who won the team would you least want to see as a babysitter? Right. I, and I was gonna, I was gonna ask you guys, oh. but the answer is pretty obvious for our show. <laughs> that's gonna be so. That's not a very fun question. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's no way I'd let more near my kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? I thought Avery and I hit it off. Oh yeah, no, that was fine. No, that's I've always said. Interested in us? <laughs> I've always said Brock is the person that I try to keep my kids away from the most yep. because I don't want my kids turning into like goody two shoes or anything <laughs> like that. I don't, <laughs> I don't want him infecting my kids with his camp. morals like that's. That's not what we're looking to do in the Salt family. True so. or false? I got a text just the other day uh, from somebody that's that was taking a trip on a private plane nope. and said, "If we go down, uh, can you take our kids?" We've, wow! We've just, <laughs> we, like true. A he left wow. a voicemail, and then it, B it was like, "Please text a response. I real need a gram? response." Yeah, real gram? Uh, no, no I don't think it was real gram. No, I don't think I don't think it was that. I'm not going to say. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm I'm that for two different people. Like if something happens, yep. like I I jump in. Yeah. We're ready. We're ready and able. So anyway, we take on Avery and Cecily, just let you know. We'd yeah, be good. No, that's not going to happen. No, we'd be all right. <laughs> I don't think I would let Logan babysit my kid. I just don't think he would do a good job at babysitting. I think he would panic as soon as the baby cries. Mm. <sighs> Probably like Jared Kelnick. Uh, Logan Gilbert would be one. Oh, uh, 
Poor Logan. Probably JK. We'll go killing it. Brash? Probably Jared. Gotta be careful there. <laughs> Gotta be Matt careful Brash, there. Because he's still a kid. <laughs> So really only three answers. Yeah. Brash, Kelnick, and Logan. That was it. Both got multiple uh, answers. I mean, I kind of get it. Kelnick's just going to be in the weight room. I mean, he's going to be lifting and eating and doing his Navy SEAL training. Logan's a wackadoo. He's going to have his whole bag of med balls and fans. I'm surprised Logan was on that list twice. I think Logan would be good. He'd have fun with a kid. Yeah, I was kind of surprised at that one. Jerry would just be too serious. Right. He's silly with kids. I mean, Kelnick's still in, like, you know, different phase of life. I mean, I guess they all are. I like Robbie Ray's answer, though. Brash, because he's still a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Not even messing around with that. (laughs) All right. Well, good answers. Uh, Justin, if you were to have a kid, who would you want to uh, raise it? Me or Brock? (laughs) And we're going to rank. Here we go. Who would you trust more with your kid? Me or Brock? I'm not playing this game. Why not? I'm not playing. Which kid's your favorite? No. Who do you think would be better at this specific task? Which kid is your favorite? Who do you think is doing a better job at raising their kids? Me or Brock? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, let's get you to the teen years, pal. Let's get you there. Time Next for ranks. <laughs> Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Yeah, why wouldn't you answer that question? Jeez, mm, we're supposed to be open question. and honest here. Answer the question, Jerk's over. Oh. So if we'd asked you a few hours ago, you would have said yes? You would have answered? I don't know. Maybe. All right. It's over then. Check it. Brock, we're finally doing it. Yeah, Brock, this is for you. What do you want to do today, buddy? This is your call. Yeah, you know, I've heard that Harbaugh cut, you know, for nine straight months now about top five meals. Mm-hmm. I initially had no idea what he was saying in that cut, and then the great Kyle Brown let us know that it's Fred Dwumfor. Right, Fred Dwumfor's house. Yeah, Fred Dwumfor's house. You know, had one of the top five meals, and that was a <laughs> that was a recruit, and I think it was I think it was like an African meal that was just off the chart. So that's a top five meal. So I second, do you have a top five meal? Can you, do you have top five meals in your life? Right, you had so to rank we, we the just best did number meals. one for each of us. So we each came up with our number one. Yeah, I got my number one, but I got some honorable mentions. I would hope so. I mean, this is ranked after all. Would you like to give some honorable mentions? Can we go around the room? Why don't you give us some honorable mentions? Then you, and then Maura, and then Justin. Honorable honorable mention? This was a big-time honorable mention. This was down in Miami. Damon flew me down for a playoff game Mm -hmm. while I was in college. Bills, Dolphins, Flutie, Marino. End of Marino's run, final year. They win. Then we get a limo. And we're going to meet Dan, Damon, and Julie, and me are going to meet. Chart house. Are going to meet Dan and uh, his wife Claire and Don Strock and his wife Whoa. at this Italian restaurant. So we pull up in this limo, a hole in the wall, like strip mall. This, we walk in, the whole place uh, just a uproar for Marino. We sit down. There's no menus. It was nothing but some of the best Italian food that that chef brought out, plate after plate mm. after plate after plate after plate. That was a pretty tough one. Tough one, and it might not be number one because it was quite memorable. And what is the uh, what is the liqueur? Because they were pound- oh my gosh the li- the licorice flavored sambuca. Li- oh, sambuca. oh yes. Oh, yes. By the bottle. Wow. I mean, <laughs> Dan couldn't. Yeah. Dangerous. Shush. 
I didn't have any of that. I was in college at that point. But yeah. Because most yeah. people don't drink in college. Brock decided to stay away from yes. <laughs> True. Yes. That's a well-known fact. Justin, well, an honorable that's, mention? That's, that's one of my Honorable mention, unfortunately, is it is closed. I was hoping whatever place we picked was somewhere I could go visit someday. Mm. So I was going to save these on my maps. But my favorite one is no longer around. It was in Belltown. Kushi Bar. Uh, it was oh, yeah. a Japanese uh, street food place, and they had a, a couple. Buddha kimchi was my favorite thing there, and their kamikaze wings. I mm. still think about, and I've tried to replicate those recipes to, to no avail. Japanese street food is so good. Anyone there used to be a place in Santa Monica called Musho is my favorite. That would be a huge honorable That's my mention honorable for mention. me. Mm. Yep. Mora? We're just doing honorable mentions now. Right, yeah. Our yeah, Maura, you don't get to do honorable mentions because you oh, don't believe in them. So this. we'll just skip right past you. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Bunch of honorable mentions. Uh, Momofuku in Vegas. Wow, that could be a number one for most people. It could. I mean, it could be number one. I mean, I, me- I mean, I mentioned being in Japan the other day and getting yep. just fu- like plate after plate brought out to us. Also in Japan, I went with uh, a friend of Danny's to. He just brought me to this place. Where I was like, yeah, I'll eat whatever you order. And he's like, okay. And he ordered me raw chicken and raw egg and some other stuff. And it was delicious. Wow. It was awesome. It was so good. I was like, it's okay to eat? He's like, yep, it's totally clean. Okay. So far, most of these sound unapproachable for me. Yeah. I have to be able to go to these places. George's was a uh, bar pub right near my house in Newton when I grew up in high school that had all you could eat honey chicken wings that were just drenched in honey. Every Sounds time I ever went to George's, I think is tied for an honorable mention. So among today the best is all meals you can I've eat wings had. at Wingdom, and mm. I, I plan on maybe taking it. It's pretty good. A visit. Oh. Brock, Viking Power will survive through the class of '95. I've mentioned the Gatorade Player of the Year award and how Gatorade took me and 20 of our oh. favorite family and friends to the Lobster Shop on Ruston Way, mm. which at that time it might have it might as well have been the fanciest Vegas steakhouse in the world. Like I had never had lobster in my life. So that that tonight that's clo- I mean that's lobster 1A. shop on Rustin Way. Wow. Yep. Don't know if it's still there. Google, I don't, I don't Google even... says it's temporarily closed, but I'm saving it. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a, it was more of the experience. It was. Well, that's something. the thing. Most meals are. It's like where you something. are, who you're with. Yeah, something else. Yeah. If I if I would have had the chance to do my honorable, <laughs> mine was going to be the lobster and steamers that my family did every Fourth of July growing up. Back so yes. good. Whole yes. clam bake, the whole so, thing. Yes. So good. Yep. All right, let's go. Best meal you've ever had. Justin Barnes, what is it? Number uh, one. Home, it has to be something my dad has made. It's, it's backstrap. So from a mule deer. It's venison, oh, basically. Yeah. And it's marinated yes. and grilled, and it's just the way my dad makes it. I've never been able to do it, mm. but that, to this day, will always be the one thing. That'll probably be my death row meal. Wow. What so does he do with it? We have onions, we have potatoes, yes, what do we salad, what do we do? I'm sure it's something super simple, but it's just yeah. the way he makes it that mm. probably has made it bigger in my mind. You ever had a backstrap, Salky? No, it sounds well, good. I, could I like venison. venison. I could bring some. I would absolutely eat that. Yeah. I like venison a lot. Yes, mm. it is fantastic, mm. and that's going to be it. Good answer. Mm. Mora? All right, this is stuff I was telling you guys earlier. I I dated a chef who was very into trying like all of the, and oh. basically showing off to his friends. Like We went to a three- or four-star Michelin restaurant in Spain, and I, like, I still, I think... One of the simpler meals I ever had is one of my favorites, uh, and that would be having cacio e pepe, e pepe in Italy. Mm, like gotcha. just a small place where it felt like you were in this lady's house. Um, mm. And yeah, and that's, you know, it's just basically awesome. pasta, a little bit of the pasta water, cheese, and pepper, and it's so good. And like a fresh caprese salad there to start because the tomatoes there yeah. are way better. Right. There was a night in Rome where Heather and I had cacio e pepe for dinner, walked around for a little while, and we were like, 
Want to get dessert? Yeah, let's get some more Cacho e Pepe. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> so good. It again. So it good. So awesome. simple, but it's, it's... So good. Yes. That's a great answer. Boise, Idaho. Humanitarian Bowl. Mm. Double R Meats. They, we, we did a little something with them back in the day. Rob Rebholtz, great guy. Owns in, in Snake River Farms. Unbelievable meat. Wagyu before others were doing it. And uh, he's like, hey, if you guys ever come to Boise, look me up. And I was like, are you sure? He's like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So guess what? We got the bowl game. And I said, well, we're coming to town. And he said, I got you covered. And I didn't know what that meant. I thought maybe bring some meat to our production meeting. Yeah. Nope. Had the whole crew mm-hmm. out. And it was unbelievable. Wow. It was pork belly. Mm-hmm. It was Wagyu. Mm-hmm. It was purple potatoes. Mm-hmm. It was the best wine. Good. It was a meal that that crew will remember for the rest of our lives. That's a great one. I do think about some meals at Ascend uh, that I had there where they go with the, like, special crazy Wagyu and, like, hybrid cows. Like, that's pretty awesome. Yep. I do think about some of my mom's meals over the years, a little chicken soup, gefilte fish, good, like, Passover meal or something like mm. that. But I think, number one, when Heather and I were in New Zealand in Queenstown, we went to uh, a place called the Amosfield Winery just outside the city. Had lunch there. It was a, like, trust the chef five-course lunch. Guy had worked at Noma. I have the menu if, you, if you'd like to hear some whoa, of it. Whoa. We had Otago <laughs> hair with raspberry kiwi toasted cream corn. Hogan's gully tomatoes, oyster plant, kumar leaf, and sorrel. Smoked eel on Vogel's duck liver mousse. Bluff butterfish, manuka smoked kalpara oyster and radish. <laughs> Venison, kumara, red currants, black truffle. And yeah. then a burnt meringue with manuka honey ice cream to finish yep. it off. Justin's leaving his kids with me. Pretty good. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sounds like these are all travelers. <laughs> yes. We, oh that sounds God. unbelievable. We got to go. Jerry DePoto will join Whoa. us tomorrow morning at uh, what wow. time? 830. That's when we do that on Thursdays. Uh-huh. We will catch you guys at 6 a.m. Stick around for Bump and Stacey. Till then, the hey. Yummy, yummy in the barn barn. See everybody.